Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Heavyweights Podcast. In one corner, standing at six foot three, two hundred ninety pounds of solid chicken wings, Dustin Urban. And this corner at six foot seven, two hundred eighty pounds, the one, the only, Big Daddy Nick Klein. All right, welcome back to another episode of the Heavyweights Podcast. This is probably going to be my favorite episode that we've done recently. We've got the NFL Draft on Thursday. So basically, basically this entire episode is going to be nothing but dedicated to the draft that we got Thursday night. I know that we they've done the test mock that didn't go so well. If you guys, anybody out there heard about it, the mock draft started on yesterday. They did the first pick. It froze on the Bengals. <laughs> and then they got farther down and another team tried trading their pick. And they have this direct message center. And they sent out, I think it was like the 130th pick. It said, hey, we're going to offer you a sixth and a future fourth. And instead of sending it to that team they were trying to trade with, it sent out to all 31 other teams. So it's been a nightmare. Apparently they got it together, but I still don't believe so. But we're going to start off and we're going to shift everything else to a little bit of different news. Yes, it's a trade, but Gronk's back, baby. The 24-7 WWE title belt holder. He's back. He's going to play with Tom Brady. He got traded today. Drew Rosenhaus's agent announced that he has been traded from the New England Patriots to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers for a fourth and a seventh, and that's it. I Whoa. thought I thought it was Gronk and a seventh for a fourth. Yeah, no, the Buccaneers. It said that the Buccaneers were receiving a no, seventh. No, he was receiving a fourth. That doesn't make sense at all. <laughs> yeah, yeah I, I swear. I'm yeah, it's, it's the Bucks are getting uh, a seventh round pick in Gronk, and the Patriots are getting a fourth round pick. Because I thought that was weird that that's how it was playing out. I was like, oh, no, no, I'm right. The no. the Patriots will receive a fourth round pick, yeah. and the Bucks, yeah, the, okay, no, yeah, okay. <laughs> see, my <laughs> my initial reaction was like, oh, OJ Howard's on the move. He's been reported in multiple. Like trade rumors that they wanted to get rid of him because Bruce Aarons has never used tight ends. We know that. Right. Like, even you get into the Reds. Now. He used Dwayne Allen back Andrew Luck's rookie year when Allen caught eight touchdowns, but Doyle. and Doyle. No, Doyle wasn't there. It was, no, yeah. was Fleener who couldn't yeah. break a tackle to Cut save his He blocked me on Tweener because or uh, Twitter one day. Tweener. Yeah. Because <laughs> I asked him just to break one tackle in his life. Right, during, ball. And it was during a game, and then I looked the next day, Kobe Fleener's blocked. He was like, all right, soft, man, soft much. But, no, I thought it would have been O.J. Howard in, like, a third. So, Belichick, obviously, you know, we've always contradicted his, his trades. You know, you get rid of a Chandler Jones for a fourth-round draft pick, something like that. That one didn't work out, but there's been others. You're like, oh, okay, this makes sense. But to not get back a tight end when you have O.J. Howard, a former first-round pick, who is still a solid tight end, right, is a little troublesome to me. But, I mean... That, that's my initial reaction. I don't know what your guys' is. You got to trust in Belichick. He is the GOAT right now. The guy is smart. You got Cole Komet out there, who's probably the best tight end in this draft, or at least a top. I mean, it's a weak tight end class, so yeah. yeah so It's one of the weaker ones. But he, yeah. he can produce in that system, I believe. I mean, I think O.J. Howard could have produced a little oh, better. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, I would have given up a third but to get – OJ Howard in that deal instead of a fourth. Before we just started, you and I, you were discussing that how uh, Nick Saban and Bill Belichick are really tight. So Saban yeah. must know something. But I mean, Howard yeah. balled out when he was at Alabama, so I don't. And he hasn't. He hasn't produced. He's produced a little bit. He had a, and he had his moments last year. 
he got in the doghouse, which it's so easy to get in Bruce Arians' doghouse. We've seen mm-hmm. it. Running backs are probably the most notorious. You saw it with their former first-round uh, corner that they released in the middle of Hargraves. the year. Hargraves. Yeah. yeah. Javon Hargraves. They just bounced on him. Yeah. That's how Bruce – he's an old-school coach. If you don't perform in practice, which it was reported that Hargraves just gave up in practice and Bruce Arians like, you're done. Right. So did O.J. Howard do something? But it's just – it seems like Belichick didn't get enough out of this deal. Granted, Gronk has one year left on this deal for $9 million. They have the potential, though. He can sign another another one-year deal the year after, and then they go up to New England to play because of how the NFL schedules will work out, which would be amazing. But Gronk and Brady know nothing but winning, so they're going to bring that that locker room, that culture aspect, along with Bruce Arians, who has won everywhere he's gone. And I just think this makes the team even better now, though. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll jump on the Bucks train. I mean, you can shake your head all you want, Reeves, but that red zone, that red zone offense now. Godwin, Evans, and Gronk. I'm sorry, but what the the fuck? No doubt. As long as Gronk can put the muscle back on, because he's really small right now. He's been smoking all the weed the last year. (laughs) No, I mean that's. (laughs) But he's got a. He's he's still kind of shit though, man. No, but I mean, he's. What I mean by that is he's been relaxed and not caring. He's going to get back in the weight room. I think he's going to be just fine. And even if the first four weeks they slowly integrate him, you're talking weeks 12 through 16, he's probably hitting his prime. You save him because, he, you know, he's been injury prone. We know that. He's had all these injuries. But Gronk is in the conversation for one of the greatest tight ends of all time. Uh, I don't yeah. think there's any doubt in my mind that he is a top three tight end. Oh, I think that's already been established. And him, I think he Gonzalez, might. Him and Gonzalez, I think that's the top two. I think he's the best. I, mean, I, I would still take Gonzalez, but let's see what he does this year. I'm still taking Tony at the end of all this. The longevity, I yeah. think, plays into a factor, and but Gronk is definitely just, yeah. too. Tony, yeah. Tony revitalized what it was to be a tight end, though. Gronk was just more dominant to me. But the back in the day, and though, Tony was asked to block a lot more. Right, he, he was possibly the best blocking tight end of all time. I wouldn't go that. He does long. take people to the hat or to the club, Dude, but, but now they've got also Cameron Brady because I think OJ Howard at this point's gone. Can we all agree on yeah. that? I mean, yeah, unless you want to keep all three. I mean, right no, now, uh, but I agree. OJ Howard's gone. Yeah. Okay. So they've gotten better. Let's shift again to different news. Lamar Jackson this morning, late this morning, announced that he's going to be on the cover of Madden and he wants to follow Mahomes' footsteps. I'm a little. I mean, but Mahomes got hurt. You have the Madden curse. So are you wanting to get hurt for like four games? Or are you saying you want to be the best quarterback in football, which Mahomes was? Because even when he came back right. and the pace that he was still throwing touchdowns to his interception ratio I was mean, still ungodly. If Mahomes is Madden curse is the new Madden curse where you get Jackson hurt for would a couple that. games. What? This location recap though? No. You get hurt for a few games and win the fucking Super I'm Bowl. Yeah. I'd sign up that. Yeah, but like, well, what's a and outside of Jackson this year, Mahomes still would have been the MVP. Right, I agree. I mean the way. I mean that's cool. I just I hope that the Madden curse gets over with. It started years <laughs> ago with Marshall Falk, I believe, and it just he was the first one wasn't he? Yeah, I think he was the first yeah. one on the cover that just you know he, <laughs> he had twenty four hundred total yards and then just got hurt and he never broke. It. I think Larry Fitzgerald got even got hurt. It was Fitzgerald. Fitzgerald was on at the same time as Palomalu though. Yeah, right? The duel, which I never liked. I wasn't a fan that of that. That was weird, but it made it kind of made sense because that Super Bowl. But and then they let the fans vote one year. Next thing you know, Peyton Hillis is on the cover from the Browns. <laughs> hey, one thing you can say the fucking Browns fans are loyal. <laughs> <laughs> they, they voted in a, the worst player 
of all time. I mean, he had 1,300 yards I'm rushing. Saying, he, he was running people over. Hand, hands down, he's the worst player to ever grace the cover. Oh, by far. everything. Everybody else you can argue that is going to be a Hall of Famer outside of yeah. Mike Vick, who won't be. Yeah. Just because I mean, he's off the field. So, but Mike be, Vick, what he did for that position and the style he did I will never be favorite. matched. But He won't get in the Hall of Fame. No, he won't get in the Hall of Fame. But he just doesn't have the numbers. No. But And the whole, you know, going to prison. Yeah. <laughs> all I'm saying is, Without Peyton Hillis being on that Madden cover, Mike Vick's probably the worst Madden player on there. Uh, yeah, on the cover. But still, Mike Vick's level to what Peyton Hillis. Yeah, that, that's what I'm saying. It's just that's how elite Madden or the cover. Yeah. Or well, hold on now. Fucking, I forgot that Vince Young was on the cover. So. Yeah, Vince Young was still Rookie of the Year and looked to be promising, but He's unfortunately. Hey, Jeff guys. Fitcher was his head coach for four straight years. Yeah, and those injuries. But really you can't just dish off some of the Titans to the Super Bowl, so it's not just dog on I him. I mean, Steve man. McNair and Eddie George. Led Kevin Dyson, uh, Frank Wycheck. If you want to go 8-8, eight and eight, which uh, you're a Jets fan, so you're consistent, you think 8-8's eight and eight's good. The best defensive <laughs> lineman that was a rookie ever, Javon Curse. Yeah. Like, he was a freak. Yeah, he was the freak. That's his name. Yeah. But... Let's move on to the Twitter beef of the oh, week. Oh, yeah, we need a good laugh. Uh, Yannick and Joke and Gotway. He went in with Tony Khan, who is the son of Shaka Khan. Shaka Khan. Shaka. Baby. So Shaka Khan's the Jaguars owner. Yeah. Tony is still the president of football operations for the Jaguars. Also, he also owner and operator of AEW. AEW. And <laughs> Liber- is it Liverpool they own? Or is it yeah. At Liverpool? Yeah, one of them. He, he's director of scouting for Liverpool. So, Yannick Ngakwe yesterday, if anybody doesn't know, he has been franchise tax. So, he is expected to, supposed to sign a $15.6 million franchise tag this year. He has until July to sign, but he's been very adamant the last couple weeks that he wants to be traded. The problem is... He gets on Twitter and goes on these rants, which is fine. He's driving down his draft stock. He, he is, but stock, I mean. so yesterday he tweeted out to Khan, Tony Khan, release me. They get in this long Twitter beef. If you have the chance to look it up, it's hilarious. Khan served him. Khan, yeah. Khan had no right doing what he did. He's oh, like, but it was hilarious. No, no, I'm on Yannick's side here. I'm because to sit Khan. there and tell your player, which you're treating your player basically like Tom Coughlin, like you're a, an, a piece of property – which you should not be doing because this is a person saying, oh, you're probably really helping your draft stock right now because we've tried. We just haven't gotten the offers for you. And all he wants to do is be released. If they release him, yes, they lose $6 million, But after what they got him yesterday, if you were the president of football operations, you're not getting anything more than a sixth or seventh for this guy who is still a top 10 edge rusher in this league. Is they he both, elite? I, no. They, but they were both out of line. But to sit there and even vote for Tony in this situation – as an owner or any part of this organization, if he wasn't the son, he would be fucking fired already. That's the thing, though. If you're the president of operations, you don't get that's You don't even respond. This is why the Jaguars are the Jaguars. We thought Coughlin was the problem. No, it's the whole organization. Yeah, you don't don't get in Twitter beefs with your disgruntled defensive ends or any player for that matter. And Gakwe was wrong for what he was doing, too. But he's a player. To respond, yeah. But he's a player. So... They both looked unprofessional, but in the end, Tony Khan looks like an asshat. But he did. If you're just basing it <laughs> off of what was said in the tweets, he won the match. Yeah, because yeah. yeah. he said, "Give me better compensation." Right. Now, and that, I, I don't know. He's hurting his compensation, but but no, in that situation, though, numbers speak for themselves. But both of them hurt 
each other's compensation in the end. Like you said, now who they're just going to hope for the Jaguars to release this guy. They're going to have to pay. As they should. I, I would personally, I would even give a fourth or fifth for this guy easily because he's still very, very good. I'm reaching for a third if you need an address or up. Like with the Colts. He's not going to get a third now because of all this. I'm yeah, still off I mean, third. they were getting second offers. Like, yeah. There were people they just, offering them They publicly second. wanted a first, and yeah. that wasn't going to happen. He's not elite, elite. This isn't like a J.J. Watt five years. This isn't like an Aaron Donald coming on the market. Hmm. Or he's a 10 second year guy. Yeah. You know, he's not killing he, it. He's think of Jason Pierre Paul, who was elite, what we can say five years ago, even four years ago. Yeah. He's a little a not, notch below that. So think when the Giants had their really good offensive or defensive line when they won their second Super Bowl. You had JPP and you had. Um, no, their second one. Uh, Tuck. Oh, yeah. Justin, uh, he's a Justin uh, Tuck. He's a Justin Tuck. Or OCU yeah. Manure, who is a very damn good player. But you're not giving up a first and multiple picks for this. A second, I would have been okay with if I'm a team that thinks they're an edge rusher away. That's where you get into these positions. Like, do you, are you that player away from either getting into the playoffs or making a deeper run? It's just Tony was out of line. So, yeah. I mean, that's that's the bottom line. And you're going to see more of this with social media. We wouldn't have seen this 20 years ago. Oh, it would have been behind closed doors. But it's just... Still funny as hell. The man. Jaguars. I don't see how, if you're a player now in free agency after what you've seen the last couple of years, why you would even consider going down there unless they are paying you a shit ton of money yeah, and you're okay with losing. It's yeah. a losing culture. They've never won more than two playoff games in a year or even a playoff game in a year. I think that's two. two. Yeah, Their first year, they went to the AFC Championship and yeah. Coughlin was the head coach. Yeah. It just, But that was 1996. It's right. not going to yeah. happen again. Right. Let's shift to better news. Dak Prescott's. Free agency is over, so that's how they kind of figure out some of this franchise tag. And we've talked about it before. He went up from $26 million to 31.4. So the Cowboys are going to have to pay that this year. They're going to have to be okay with it. That's all he's asking, which makes him the seventh highest paid quarterback Something this year. Tag? Off of a franchise tag, 31.4. I'm okay with that because it's just for this year. He's asking but, for 35 at least. He's asking for 40, you know, man. Originally, he was asking for 31, and they said, hell no. And now they're going to have to pay him that, which makes him literally the seventh. I think he's in between... Matt Ryan and Carson Wentz and yeah. per year. Wentz is better. Wentz is better. That's fine. But you can't argue that Dak didn't have a great year. And Dak is a very, very good quarterback. Top 10 in this league. I mean, Dak's shown when you put the items around in the top 10. So. He's easily top 10. And you're paying Amari Cooper top two wide receiver money. He's not that. Zeke's getting paid top two running back. Is he one of the best in the league? Yes. You have so much money invested into your offensive line and your offense. You have to still have a good quarterback to run this ship. I mean, you say he's not top ten, but if you look at his numbers throughout his career, there's not he just many, keeps getting better. He's doing yeah. There's not many quarterbacks. It's similar to what Russell Wilson. No one, everyone wanted to throw him to the side until you start looking over a period of time. Wait, shit, Russell Wilson's good. Yeah. Dak Prescott is good. Yeah, there's well, no way I'm around. Saying, I'm not saying he's not good. I'm just saying I just have my top ten right now. This is why you're a Jets fan, and you probably had no. Chad Pennington still in your top ten. No, we'll get to that <laughs> later on. Down the line. I think, honestly, I think Dak. You know, with the con, I don't think he's a thirty million dollar quarterback. Well, that's, that's what the price is. I know is what now. the price is to me. He's just not. That's my. Opinion. So what is he to you? About twenty five. So you're looking at twenty five. You're looking at Nick Foles. So you're saying he's the same and level as Nick Foles? Not even Nick Foles anymore because he took no. a pay cut. Yeah, but I'm saying. It, yeah, I'm just saying. So you're saying he's a Nick Foles type 25 quarterback? Twenty five and thirty. All right, we'll, so you just said thirty, which is what he needs to be paid minimum. Right. He wants, he wants forty. He's not close to forty. Yeah, but he. 
He was settling. He's been, behind, he's been behind an offensive line that's been spectacular. Don't that's not his problem. No. I mean, let's not call them. They weren't spectacular last year. No, they, that, they, they, they got took worse. a step back last yeah, they, year. They, they, just so they, they went from being the best for years. They're still a top yeah, six. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not top saying five. that. Yeah, no, but I know where you're coming from. The last two years. And they've lost Travis Frederick. Yeah. I mean, he's lost Witten again. But and Amari Cooper's back. Amari was off to a hot start, but then kind of faded off. I mean, he still had 1,400 yards and, what, 10 or 11 touchdowns? Yeah, I mean, they said he was injured at the end of the year, so I'll take him yeah. up. I mean, everybody gets hurt. So, but I don't know. I, I think Dak deserves to get he know, deserves around to get paid. $35 million a year. Because if Jerry fucks this up and he lets him walk in free agency, he's getting that $40 million. It, But the thing is, the cap's only going up. Yeah. yeah. So, if you lock him in for 35 if you were to lock him in for that thirty that he asked for, you'd be golden yeah. for the next four years. I think mean, they had the cap room. If they didn't have to pay Amari, they had the cap They they have yes, they have the cap room to pay Dak. You're crazy. Well, they had, yeah, but they you can you can front load the contract for this year. They're actually hurting for the next few years with the Z. That's what happens when you do these type of contracts. Yeah. Look at St. Louis. But you, if you want to win, which you have the roster to win, you shouldn't have went what eight and eight last year. No, they should, should have been eleven and five. That's why Joe Scary got fired. Yeah, you have McCall. McCartney, I guarantee, was like, we got to sign him and sign him now. Jones and his son are just too fucking stubborn. To be honest, that 8-8 eight eight season might be the biggest blessing in disguise for the Cowboys. They're going to get a better draft pick. And because a better it. coach. It's kind of like it's kind of like when they screwed up with Tony Romo and he got hurt and they went, what, 4-12. and 12. They got Zeke out of it and then they ended up being able to draft Dak. And yeah, they got him in the fourth. Third, fourth. Yeah, that's a hell of a draft fourth. class. Third was Russell Wilson. He got, yeah, they got him in the fourth, fourth out of Mississippi nine. State. Yeah, yeah it's so pain. Pay the guy. That's the bottom line. You get these late round draft picks that are quarterbacks that you get lucky on. So I mean, yeah, he's never. I like made, Mississippi State. He's never oh, made. Right. He's never made any real money. You've never had to pay him. You can keep saying, "Oh, like not you," but they keep. I keep hearing Jerry Jones has been saying he gets all the off field money for being a Dallas Cowboys quarterback. Well, it doesn't matter because all the quarterbacks get that yeah. guy. Um, let's just focus straight for the draft. The next 45 minutes or so will be just the draft. I hope it only takes that long, but we tend to ramp. We had announced this morning by Ian Rapport, a few other people, there are a few people that are up for trade. Teams have put them on the trading block. A couple of you aren't going to know Adam Sheen, the tight end that played in eight games last year, less than 100 yards receiving. Chicago's got him on the trading block. I don't think you're going to need anything for that. Razul Douglas, who played for the Eagles, played in all 16 games. Their their secondary was garbage last year. I don't know what you're getting for him unless you really wanted that seventh. P.J. Hall, who was a rotating defensive tackle for the Raiders, started 12 out of the 16 games, had 28 tackles, a sack and a half. Is a very good rotation player. You're looking at a fifth or sixth. The most intriguing one right now, which I'm not surprised because he hasn't lived up to his potential, can't stay healthy, will flash for three or four games, is Malik Hooker, the Colts, the yeah. former 15th overall draft pick just three years ago in Ballard's first year. He is up on the trading block. I like that move if they do trade him. What make- are you okay with getting for it in return, though? Because right now, the Colts' safety depth is not good. You got Kari Willis, who's going to start with a fifth round pick out of Michigan State. You had Hooker's best stretch was his first six games as a rookie. He had three interceptions. Yeah. He was all over the field. He had that injury history at Ohio State. He's a rangy safety. They thought he was going to be the next Jamal Adams. I thought he was going to go in the top five that year. Everybody else did. That's why I love that he dropped to 15. It's just he can't stay healthy. And I thought this year, after the first game, he had that ridiculous catch against the Chargers in the red zone. 
which was probably the interception of the year. He just he's not in the right place enough for me. Yeah, he he doesn't make tackles like a lot of tackles is. He's never been a tackler though. I'm he's, just saying, but he's that ball hawk mm-hmm. as a safety though. You got to you got to be able to make some big hits, and he's never forced a fumble in his career. He's never like. He's only had his top tackles in the season are 30. At safety, that's still really low. To his defense, though, with the 30, he was always playing next to Clayton Gathers, who is that in the Come box. Come down the box. Yeah, yeah. I get it. so yeah. he's but, he's not an Earl Thomas type player. He's more of their other safety. Why am I Legion of Boom? Cam Chancellor. He's more of a yeah. Cam Chancellor take off the top, which he is. He is one of the best center fielder type safeties in the league. It's just. Teams haven't thrown as much deep on the Colts in last year because they don't have enough tacklers. So you see all these quarterbacks dinking and dunking underneath. Right. Am I saying, you know, is he a top five safety? No, but I'm saying if you're still going to consistently throw deep on the Colts, Hooker's at his best at that point. That's why he had those interceptions his first year. His second year, he looked better. It's just teams figured out. I mean, Drew Brees set a goddamn NFL record, what, 29 to 30? On Monday night because he was just throwing five yard fucking yeah. slants. I mean, get a second, third round pick, move on. Because if you're not going to pick up his fifth year option, then what what are you going to do? You know, what I mean, then you're going to have to move him. So, but we'll move on to some other draft stuff here. Let's get to teams that'll possibly trade down or move around in, in the this, first round. In the first yeah. round, yeah. Um, Lions number one biggest biggest probably mover. They get. Everybody has them picking, or most people have them picking, Jeff Lacuda, uh, cornerback out of OSU. But a lot of people are going to try to put them in, slot them in to for one of these teams that need a quarterback to move up and get their quarterback in the future. And, yeah, so, and if I'm Matt Patricia, you had a great start the first six games last year. What were you, three, two, and one? Stafford played like an MVP. We can all agree mm-hmm. on that. Stafford – doesn't get talked about enough, just like Matt Ryan, even though Matt Ryan had the MVP season. Stafford's just been surrounded, unfortunately, in Detroit with nothing besides he had Calvin Johnson. He shit the bed on him. Not shit the bed. He was just like, you know what? Fuck this, like Barry Sanders. Yeah. And then he's got Kenny Galladay, who's underrated. It's just you need, in a win-now mode, because that's what Patricia has to do at this point. Yes. There's, there's no doubt about it. Can you get? Can you trade down six spots? Can you get a first, maybe another second, maybe a second and a third? I think you do it. You have to at that point. And it's the same with the next pick, the Giants. Gettleman apparently hates Isaiah Simmons, which blows my fucking yeah. mind. Because if you want today's NFL prototypical defensive player, unless it's an edge rusher, it is what Isaiah Simmons can do. He lines up as safety, corner, off-ball linebacker, inside linebacker, and fucking edge rusher. And he can cover them all and do it all well. I mean, maybe that's some... Uh... You know, trickery he's playing, but no. that, that sounds crazy. No, more reports have come out about yeah, that. I think yeah. next to the most hated GM, besides Bill O'Brien, is Gettleman from the Giants. Giants fans despise this motherfucker. Giants are – New York's media is always going to be a little True. different. So, I mean, I wouldn't – Gettleman did a really good job in Carolina. We can all agree on that. He got them to a Super Bowl. We know that he loves beefing up the front. The only thing I could think about why this is smoke is because he loves this offensive line class where he loves Derrick Brown, but he knows he can trade down four or five spots, get an extra yeah, pick, yeah. and still get that receiver in the second round. Because you don't take a receiver there at four. I would. But you know for a fact people reach in the draft mm-hmm. and that you can get your Jedrick Wills, Mekhi Becton, Derrick Brown, 
five to six spots later and pick up another pick to get Daniel Jones some help. Yeah. Okay. And then you have the cards who are at eight who have been reported be linked to Atlanta and a few other teams to trade back because they've got their receiver help. They got DeAndre Hopkins for a fucking steal. They got him for a fucking second. They got one of the best receivers in the league. Do they need offensive line help for Kyler Murray? Yes. But can you trade back eight spots and can you get a Josh Jones, a, a Wilson, um, or Isaiah Wilson, or even in the second round, um, Austin Jackson, um, Ezra Cleveland, who can play guard and tackle. You can get so many different spots in that second round, and you can still pick up you know, a future second, a second this year, or a third. I, I love the fact that they've been fielding offers. And, it, and if you're a top 10 team, outside of like that that weird, like you had a shit season, but you've got an elite quarterback like Stafford, you should be trading back to acquire more picks. Yeah, I agree with that. I think Arizona's the best team to trade back. Like you see, they got the wide receiver, and you can pick in this – uh, drafts full of uh, good offensive tackles. You can find that late and pick up an extra draft pick later on. Right, and then you got the tenth, no, the ninth overall pick, the Jaguars, who might be the most intriguing. It's not intriguing, like weirdest spot in this <laughs> because you're going to ride the Minshew train, but you got the ninth and twentieth picks. I have no fucking idea where they're headed in this. They're a giant mess. You can literally name I, my personal belief every position, offense and defense, you need. Even because quarterback? Even quarterback. That's all I think, yeah. I don't hate Minshew, don't but, like, if really if Tua somehow dropped to nine... You take him. You take that in a heartbeat. You you run on Zoom. Like, you're <laughs> you're screaming on Zoom, like, hey, we're taking Tua here. Yeah. So, but if if he's gone and you love some of these players, but depending on how their board looks, if you can trade back and get more picks, like, the more the better at this point. I, I have no fucking idea what they're doing. Besides them... Uh, they're like the Dolphins, who just need a lot of more draft capital. To I mean, at this point, I think they're in a worse spot than the Dolphins. I know I kept saying Carolina's going to be the worst team next year, but I don't see how <laughs> the, the way this office is ran. I mean, poor Doug Marone down there. If you had Ngakwe yeah. still playing there, I would say they have better defense. When's the last time we heard something good coming out of a player down there, though? Nah, nah. And, they're trying to move. Fred Taylor, I think, was the last one that, like, I love that franchise. I mean, they're trying to move on from uh, Leonard Fournette, too, which I get because he's been injured. I'm okay with that. But the thing is, he's just another player that... Who played 15 games this year and showed that he can catch the ball out of the backfield. So, if you're a Super Bowl team, like, if you're that one player away and you need a running back, and to anybody out there that thinks the Chiefs would love him in his offense. He's not that type of no. player. He is not a stretch the field, shifty back. He is a pound the ball Packers, that style. Think the Packers, yeah. the 49ers, Titans. But if you did put him on the Chiefs, he wouldn't be a three-down back. So he, no, he doesn't fit well in Andy Reid's he's, system. Andy Reid's never used a running back. Right, like that's that. what I'm saying. He's a, he's a bruiser, but he, he just wouldn't – he wouldn't be a three-down back in that he is a three-down yeah. back. So, but let's – uh. Move on to the 49ers here. They're another team that could possibly move around in this first round. And they got two picks. so 13 and 31. Yeah. So, I mean, do they – at 13, do they look to stay there? And maybe if one of those really talented receivers comes to them, get get them or maybe even trade down and get some more draft. So, here's my theory on that. You got the 13th overall pick. If C.D. Lamb, Jerry Judy – 
or C.J. Henderson are there because they need a corner. Yeah. They need a physical corner. If those th- one of those three are there, I think John Lynch makes that pick. If they are not, they're going to bluff their ass off like they did with Mitchell Trubisky and trade back. Or if one of those really good offensive linemen are there, possibly. It's got to be a guard, though. I'm just saying, if, if you know, if it goes quarterback heavy somehow. Yeah. And then I'm not. At yeah, that point, it's got to be good. like a Tristan Wirfs, maybe Jedrick Wills. Because yeah. if Mikai Beckton's there, you can't put a six foot. Uh, eight and a half, six foot nine. No, Makai Beck's in a guard. That doesn't. That doesn't work. <laughs> but you've got to put. It's got to be the right. But I. I don't think John Lynch. Yes, we've known he's taken. You know, Mike McGlinchey. Everybody like laughed at that at eighth overall. You know what? McGlinchey's been great. Yeah, been great there. Right tackle. Move I don't right know why everybody laughed at that either. Yeah. I mean, he was, it was seen I, as a reach. Yeah. It, it really was. Yeah, but I mean, if my thing is, if you really need that player and you don't have. If you're scared, if you move down, it's because people look at big boards. And I know. That's why this year's draft's going to be so weird. Yeah, that's and thirty-one. I think they're going to trade back no matter what because I think we're going to have this weird reach for either offensive linemen or receivers or a quarterback to reach to come back in that get, get that, that first year, get that fifth year option. I think a lot of people forget about yeah, that. I don't. I don't disagree. Well, yeah. The last team, I guarantee you that that trades back. Is the Chiefs? They don't have the cap space. They're going to try to, even if it's a second next year or something, they can get that corner they want. Eighteen picks later. Yeah, I mean the Chiefs. The Chiefs are in a great spot. Really, they can move back and get a few picks, and because they they really need cornerback help. I I would say their biggest issue on that team, and they have a chance to maybe pick up an extra one there, but. Let's get into our mock drafts, boys. Yeah. Let's see see what we can come up with. Let's piss each other off here. Yeah, let's do it. Let's start off. Ooh, I can't wait to hear that on Thursday. I know. I got to hear it again. <laughs> all right. Go ahead, man. We, we all know who first picked in the draft is going to be. Yeah, here. if anybody lies to you, we know. Hey, man. It's going to be Joe Burrow, the Heisman, the reigning Heisman Trophy winner, the reigning quarterback of the national champion LSU Tigers. He's going to be number one pick, and good luck in that division, sir. I, I think we can all, just like the second overall pick, the Redskins, I know they've talked about fielding offers. You, you have to. There, there's no way around it. You, you take calls. Can you get multiple, and I mean a boatload. If this was a year where there was two top consensus Quarterbacks. quarterbacks, if Tua doesn't have that injury history, you're running into something in 2012 or even yeah. 20, 2016 with Goff and Wentz. You're going to get compensa- oh. a lot of compensation in return, but you don't. So Washington is going to do what the 49ers are going to They are going to beef up that offense or that defensive line. Adding Chase Young. Chase Young. Line. They're going to get that elite edge rusher to go along with Sweat, Payne, and Kerrigan, who is still a very good situational pass rusher in this league, when healthy, can still get 13 or 14 sacks. That defense is going to be nasty next year. Ron Rivera will have that team up to par, at least on that that yeah. that position group. We've, we've seen it time and time again. I think again. it's 7-9 next season because it's just that defense. All right, let's get to the number three. The Detroit Lions are on the clock. I got Jeff Okuda. Urban? I got Jeff Okuda as well. I mean – 
I, it's pretty obvious. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's pretty obvious, but let's hear the first fuck up of the day. <laughs> no, I went with Derek Brown here. Oh, I've been hearing boy. reports they like Derek Brown a lot over Akuda. A lot of people like Derek Brown. And, uh, if they trade back, back, I could see it. But yeah, if they, they trade back, three, you're three, not taking a defensive tackle. Like when Akuda, Akuda impacts the game way more than Derek Brown will. And that's nothing against Derek Brown. I think he's the better player. I have him higher on my big board, but I think Patricia just fills a hole on D line. Even though I think Patricia loves long, lengthy corners. I think they're going Derek Brown. But okay, reports they're going to go Derek Brown here. Okay, well, all right, the Giants. This is my first. I've had Beckton. What our first two mock drafts? I've had Beckton here. Beckton failed a drug test. <laughs> oh. Yeah, Beckton failed a drug test, bud. Um, oh, last week. Yeah, yeah, so he's going to slip a little bit. It's not going to be as bad as Laramie Tunzel smoking <laughs> weed out of a gas mask. That came the day of the draft, though. The day of the draft. You know what? Who gives a shit? Weed's going to be legal everywhere. But he's know, going to slip because of that. What? He failed for weed? Yeah. Okay. He's, right. he's still he's still going to slip. It's yeah, still, it's no, still, I get it. I'm just saying, he fa- at least he failed for weed. It yeah. Like <laughs> no, it's he's been talking to teams about it. He had a couple video conferences. I think the Giants are going to trade back here. I think someone's going to try to jump late for Tua. We don't include trades in our mocks. So I'm just going to go back to the most consistent tackle on the board that that doesn't have the highest ceiling but has the highest floor. And I got Jedrick Wills here. Well, I I learned some news right before this <laughs> <Shit>. draft. <laughs> but but I'm not I'm not I'm not backing off of this. This is what they should fucking do in my opinion. <laughs> oh god. So they should go with Isaiah Simmons. And like I told and, you earlier, Gettleman's no, not I, high. I've already heard it, but fuck him, and they should draft Isaiah Simmons. Honestly. I would love that pick. No, I'm just... I went with Jedrick Wills as well. They I, I, I got to pick Danny Dimes. Jedrick Wills is number three on my offensive lineman board. I just think they they do need to protect the future. I would love... In my first mock draft, that's who I had him taken. I love, love Isaiah Simmons. He is number two on my big board. I've got Chase Young first, Isaiah Simmons second, and, sure got, the same. and Burrow third. All right, let's move on. All right, so here's what's going to get interesting, too. The Miami Dolphins, what do they think of Tua Tungabailoa? I'm going to stick with it here. I still think he is a top-tier quarterback in this league. He's not injury-prone. He has an injury history, but the way you get tackled on that hip dis- – Displacement, freak accident. It's a freak accident. It's basically the equivalent of a car wreck. I would be he's, more. Did worried. you see the video of him throwing? Yeah, yeah he looked I would good. be more worried about the ankle surgeries he's had. In Which those type are just. It Wait. was basically a high ankle sprain. Though any of us have had, if anybody's out there has played high school football, you've had. He just had that surgery to come back from it and become stronger with those ligaments down. Yeah, there. I, that's what I'm saying. Though. Yeah, over the hip injury, yeah. I would be more worried about those ankles. Right, so you got going. I went with two as well right. at five. He's he was a consensus number one overall pick coming if you would have looked at it last year and you would have looked at this in September. He, he got hurt early October. Joe Burrow lit the world up until that so, LSU Alabama game. Tua was still the number one overall pick yeah. and it wasn't close. All right, Reese, what's your dumb dumb <laughs> pick? I think they like Herbert better because of the injury history. Like I said, I'm going to go with Herbert here at five for the Dolphins. Name three good qualities about Justin Herbert just to amuse me. The guy. He can't really see the field at all, but he can move out. Oh, so that's your start. He can't see the field. You're taking fifth overall. I'm going to take a healthier quarterback over Tua. Honestly, I would not draft Tua at five. I would not draft Tua. Herbert's not even my number three quarterback, but that's fine. 
As a GM, like you said, I'm going to go with uh, Herbert over Tua. All right. Yeah. All right. Los Angeles Chargers are on the clock. Go ahead, Herbert. I went with Herbert because the Chargers need a fucking quarterback. I, I like Tyrod Taylor. I think he's – but I think his time has come and gone. He can win you eight games. Yeah. But that's well, not what you want. What are, we, what are we doing here? You know what I mean? Your defense has their, the potential to be Their defense can be elite, elite and the, the clock's ticking for them. You know, that their defense uh, – you know, Bosa's young, but – they, they got a lot of talent there, and they need somebody. If uh, A rookie quarterback has never won the Super Bowl, but... But he can get you to the playoffs. Right, right. All right. Not in that division, in my opinion, but uh, I wanted Tua here. If Tua does fall to the Chargers, I think they do reach on him. Yeah, but you're going to have to sit him a year, which I, I'm okay with that. I went Justin Herbert. Herbert on my big board, I finished it today. He's 29th on my big board. I don't love his progression skills. I think the leadership's not there. We've seen him throw over 1,400 pass attempts in college. I think we know what he is. Can he be a good starter in this league? Yes. But is he on the same level to me as Tua and Burrow? No. Is he as good as Jordan Love and Jordan Love's ceiling? No. He can be a top 12 to 14 quarterback in this league. But to be the sixth overall pick to me? No. But the Chargers need a quarterback to lead them now. He's a little better than Tyrod Taylor. He's going to be able to be a little more mobile. He's got an arm on him. He, you still have questions about his accuracy. He gets a little flustered quick. They'd have to still improve that offensive line, which they could go there. But I, I still think at six overall, unless they trade back, they're going to take a quarterback. And unless they're playing, I could see them going offensive line there as well. And if they look, take a flyer on somebody like Cam Newton. Yeah, or I could see them also oh, taking well, Isaiah Simmons to, to pass to with pair with Derwin James. James. God. Yeah. Unless they just want to go all defense. All right. The Carolina Panthers. Number seven. Are on the clock at number seven. Let's start with you, Reese. I want to uh, I have Jeffrey Okuda fall onto them. They definitely need cornerback help. That's because of the, the way my draft fell. Yeah. I, like Klein said earlier, this draft is going to be nothing we've seen before. And I, would, I think Okuda falls to them just because of needs from other teams. Yeah, and the reason why I say no one's ever seen this before is because you don't have these pro days. You don't have 30 people showing no, up to no, watch. No. Yeah, you don't have thirty all 32 teams showing up to watch Tua. Right. You don't have them talking back and forth. Yes, they're going to talk a little more on the phone. But as it was reported this week to Ian Rapport, Adam Scheffner, Daniel Jeremiah, if anybody knows who he is, the media's big boards and mock drafts have been so out of line because each team is going to get set in their ways. So the Panthers can be in a tricky position because they have so many needs. So who would you go with, Urban? I went with them taking Derek Brown to solidify that front line. I love it. Who do you got? I got Isaiah Simmons because he falls here. You got Keekley retired. Now you've got an off-ball linebacker. you got an inside linebacker. you got someone that basically you can put – to say, hey, Alva Kamara, we're playing him this week. Go get him. Hey, Rob Gronkowski this week. You are going to press him at the line. You are strong enough. You're going to do it. Hey, you got to go against Calvin Ridley in the slot, or you got to go, you know, tackle Todd Gurley. You can do it. You've got that franchise player again. Because I, if anybody outside of Chase Young in this draft, if you tell me right now that's going to be an all pro, it's got to be Isaiah Simmons. His tape is amazing. He's all over the field. Wherever you see him, it's it's, it's crazy. It's unreal. And I know Chase Young, I mean, what, 16 and a half sacks in, in 12 games, missing two, <laughs> is unreal. And, yes, he was getting double and triple teams. That's on a bullshit suspension, too. 
Yeah. In my, in my personal Co- opinion. Pay the, pay the college players. Yes. <laughs> but it's just, it's got to be Isaiah Simmons. All right. Arizona Cardinals on the clock at number eight. Since I had Jedrick Wills going fourth overall, I think that Kingsbury is going to want an athletic an athletic tackle. You know, they got that spread offense that he's moving to the league. The most athletic guy we saw him at the combine was Tristan Wirfs. You know, ran that 4-8-40. He ran faster than six fucking tight ends. His vertical was like 39 inches. Tristan Wirfs, at worst, he's going to play right tackle. And then even worse than that, he's going to be an all-pro guard. You've got someone to protect Kyler Murray for the next eight years. And if that's the worst thing in your career, that's your all-pro guard. I mean, I'd, I'd, I'd sign up for that if I was the Cardinals. I I went with uh, another guy that I wasn't aware that he had some pre-draft problems here. Oh, God. <laughs> but I'm sticking to my guns, baby. I don't I don't get shook easy. I'm going with Mackay Becton. I, I, I would like... I would like him as their left tackle for the future. Going I forward. fucking love Mackay back today. I was number one on him way before. I still him. Man, man, from day one. I, have you seen his tape? Yeah. It's, who, who, you I, got, who you got for the Cardinals? I got the Cardinals, uh, same as Nick, as Tristan Wirfs. He's my number one tackle. Just his combine blew me away. I mean, the guy was just amazing. Uh, probably – and I think his hand works I think a little better. Mackay Beckton would go there if he didn't have that issue with his drug test. Kai Beck does have an issue with the drug test. He's going number four overall. I'm Here's sorry. the thing: but the NFL isn't really that worried about pot. No, that's true. New, uh, ask Laramie Tunzel that. He I probably cost him. No, 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 I I'm not with, saying yeah. that. But that was a different time in this oh. league. It was only four years yeah. ago. Now, but, if this was 15 years ago, we're talking about him going in the seventh round. They also just passed that new CBA too, so he's right. not. He's not. He's gonna, still going to drop right. every report. Right. And I That's think the fine. Cardinals organization because you know you're getting drug tested. I think the Cardinals organization just stays away from that. And they just draft a a solid offense, which is right. But t- when you go to the NFL Combine, when you are one of 250 players invited, you know the first thing you do when you check in is you have to get fucking drug tested. So what teams see is, oh, you smoke pot. That's fine. Right. I mean, Tom Brady admitted that yesterday. Did anybody see that? No. Used to smoke pot all the time in high school and drink. But that's fine. Yeah. <laughs> but it's the fact that you knew you had a fucking drug test and you couldn't stay clean for a month. Yeah, man. That's where they get the questions. Hopefully that doesn't affect them. All right, let's go to the piece of shit Jacksonville Jaguars on the clock at number nine. Urban, start us off. I got a big surprise right here for everybody. Oh, God. No, I mean, it's not the biggest surprise. We were talking about, you know, they could go any way, really. That's right. And I'm going with who they should draft, not I'm, – I'm taking Jordan Love. I'm taking Jordan Love. I like that. Sure. And put – even if you don't start him, you give Minshew that one year and prove that he's not the guy, or you just throw him in there and let him compete. And I bet Jordan Love beats out Minshew Mania. So, I, I went with Jordan Love there, and I'm sticking to it. I'm not going to – I actually like that a lot. But I went with C.J. Henderson, the corner. I think um, – They've lost a lot of good corners. Yeah, the last they, they got to start I – mean, they, they where do you start with this team? I think they just go with C.J. Henderson – so go. No, I mean, that's fine. Uh, for me, it's – they're going to be like the Dolphins for me at this point. I'm not – I don't do my final mock on who they should because I'll I'll think myself out of it and I'll get too pissed. It's who's the best player on their big board. And Derek Brown's there at nine. You've lost Calais Campbell. Yannick's gone. You don't have that presence on the defensive line anymore. Brown is it. He is an athletic freak up the middle who can shed double teams – 
who has the potential to be a DeForest Buckner type player without the the height. Right. I'm I'm never going to compare anybody to Aaron Donald. That's not fair. <laughs> but he is that good. Like maybe a, a Grady Jarrett down in Atlanta. Yeah. So for me, that's where we're going. And then number ten, Cleveland Browns are on the clock. They got their right tackle in free agency. They got um, Taylor Decker. Jack Conklin. Jack Conklin, my bad. Taylor Decker's still down in Tennessee. They got Conklin. Let's get them their left tackle. Kai Beckton's there. The Browns have no problem trading or drafting <laughs> players with questionable history. Originally, I would have had him falling farther, but for them to fall there to protect your franchise, who you think is Baker Mayfield, this is Baker Mayfield's time. Let's get him his left tackle, Makai Beckton. I went with Jedrick Wills out of Alabama. I still like so that. So, he fits right in with what Nick was saying there. I went with Makai Beckton. I mean, yeah, I mean we're all consistent. Yeah, yeah we, we all agree they need a fucking tackle. So, <laughs> or, or an offensive lineman. But he's still, you know, top, and one of the top players on my big board. Right. Now, if they yeah. came out and were like, we're cher- choosing Jerry Judy, I'd be like, what the fuck? <laughs> Fuck. Yeah, they better, they better be immediately trading OBJ. Yeah. Or even Jarvis at that point. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Unless you want to roll with it. Who'd you go with your Jets? Oh, God. Oh, God. How much I really love C.D. Lamb. And I know they the Jets, who I've been hearing, they really are high on Henry Ruggs. you got to protect Darnold. I'm going with the best tackle left available in Andrew Thomas. I, I'm okay with that, but that's a little bit of a reach. If the Jets can trade back there, love it. Seven to eight picks. I'm cool with that. Urban, who do you got? I got him going with Jerry Judy. Give him somebody to throw to. I think let Darnold figure it out. You got he needs somebody that can run good routes and be in the right position all the time, and Jerry Judy gives you that. Yeah, Judy's my number one receiver. I've made that very clear. I think Adam Gase is an idiot. You think think they're the type of team that won't? I think they're gonna want yeah, I think I think they're going to want a player that's going to make a bigger splash that can catch anything. This is nothing against – I'm going to go with C.D. Lamb, but that's nothing against oh, him. Yeah. I still think Judy's the better potential number one, but they're going to want someone who thinks they're going to make more spectacular plays like what OBJ did his rookie year. But what OBJ I mean, did his rookie year, no other receiver or rookie's ever done. If you're playing C.D. Lamb there, he's, he's a hell of a kick returner. I, like I want C.D. for long. the Jets. That's what I, I think really Judy's want. a better fit. I just think that Pennington can't. Pennington can't, or no. not Pennington. Good God, <laughs> Darnold can't place the ball that well, and is not going to be able to get it off quick enough. That I think Judy can get out of breaks faster on these routes, and it's going to be better for play action with with Judy. I really do. Twelve. I went with CD Lamb. Las Vegas. Well, let's Las Vegas Raiders, which my favorite GM, even though I love Ballard, is Mike Mayock because. I hate him not having his mock drafts on right now. They can go here. I know you said you said Judy. No, I went with CD Lamb. CD Lamb. I went with Judy just because I think he's going to fall in love with him. The only other player I can see here is CJ Henderson because he's of there, yeah. it. Well, he's for me. He's still there. Yeah, he's there for me too. But Mayock, you know, he gets focused on one to three players that he loves from that five to twenty range and everybody's big board. But he's always been fucking right on, like Garen Colley. Hated him. Um, Greedy William, not Greedy Williams. There was a receiver a couple years ago that he was like, I would not touch that. It was um, who the, the 49ers drafted. Um, got in fights all the time with the to leave. Crabtree. Hated him. Was right. Crabtree wasn't elite. He, he was, had a few good years, but yeah. He's he's always but he wasn't that, that elite like, number one. He was a really he was, he was number two receiver. But he wasn't that elite no. number one. But yeah, so I got them going Judy here. 
I have a guy who should be a he's probably third on my big board, and I think I have him getting the steal and Isaiah Simmons falling to him. Alright. I mean Isaiah Simmons falling to twelve, someone's gonna trade up for that. So right. you're a fucking idiot. All right. San Francisco 49ers are on the clock. Let's hear your dumb pick for this. CD Lamb. Okay. If, he's, Lamb. if he's there on yeah, the board, right. yeah, I'm all for that. I got Tristan Wirfs falling to him. Shit. Yeah. And I didn't even realize that. He would, he would fit right in there. He'd slide into guard there and be that all-pro guard. And I mean, they need help there. Just Taylor's about to retire. I mean, my thing is, too. if he is there that late, somebody's going to trade him. Trade up, and John Lynch is but, about to get another second But if he that. is there... And the 49ers are picking. Yeah, because the 49ers don't have I played it, and they don't pick Tristan Wirfs, then something's Yeah, wrong. the 49ers don't have a second or third round draft pick this year. I would love that, but there's, I just don't think there's any way Tristan Wirfs drops. I mean, I could be wrong. I know they need receiver help. For me, Ruggs is not what John Lynch wants. He wants a possession more type receiver, someone who can make splashes in the red zone, which Ruggs can do. He just hasn't been asked to because – that Alabama offensive receiving core is elite. We yeah. know that. He needs a physical lockdown corner. And C.J. Henderson yeah. has a higher upside than Jeff Akuda. I think Akuda is going to be better right away. Akuda could be the best corner in this class. C.J. Henderson has a potential, potential to be one of the best corners of all time. And I'm not kidding. So all smart. time? You're putting that on there? Yes. C.J. Henderson. Yes. Best of all time. Yes. Potential. If that happens, I'll drink a fifth of Skull Vodka. I'll make that bet right now. It becomes one of the greatest of all time. Okay. All right. Well, we'll, we'll try to remember that. There's a bit of um, potential and actually happening. Yeah, I get what you're saying. Okay. Um, let's move on to the Buccaneers at 14. This is where it really gets interesting for all of us. I got them going with the tackle out of Georgia. Andrew Thomas here. Keep Brady upright. I, I was really torn right here. That's... They could go a lot of ways, but I, I just you you invested in Brady. Yeah, so you, you got to protect him. You got to protect him. I went Andrew Thomas too because he was literally the best tackle left on my board. Yeah. At worst, he's going to start on that right side, which he did. Um, his freshman year, he played on the left. He is very good in run run blocking. He needs a little bit of, of footwork help. Um, he's a little slow on his hands. He gets a little top heavy, but I like that there because that's what I went with. Well, since all my tackles are pretty much gone, I think they gotta protect Brady. So I want Josh Jones up and side off the Oh, I know that's it's a, a little, that's a I know it's a huge reach. I love Josh Jones. He's he uh, started left tackle the first nine games until he had that. That's just for injury. not doing trades and stuff and all my. No, oh, I love board. Josh Jones. Yeah, I <laughs> you gotta protect Brady. To me, Josh Jones has a better a better potential than Andrew Thomas. It's just I think teams are going to see the more consistency in a bigger conference than Josh Jones playing at Houston. Mm-hmm. But he was a good right. left tackle. Then we're moving on to number 15, the Denver Broncos. They got Cortland Sutton, who was a great second-round pick two years ago. Burst onto the scene last year, even though he had a great rookie year, which most people didn't hear about. They're riding it all in on Drew Locke. If anybody saw the John Elway comments, we're going to give him every chance we can to grab that number one quarterback spot. They're not giving it to him, is what he said, but we're going to give him all the pieces that he can. They're still going to have to draft a quarterback later on. No matter what, but they need someone opposite Cortland Sutton, who is a big 6'4 receiver that can do everything. What better way right here than to get the fastest receiver in the draft that can play in the slot, that can play outside, is not afraid to take a hit, and has better footwork than what you give him credit for in Henry Ruggs. And also isn't 
afraid or isn't a diva about not getting it, like being the main option on a on an offense because he wasn't the main option on Alabama's offense. I guess one of the best things going to these big schools is like a, if you're going to go play for Nick Saban, yeah. if you're going to go play for LSU or Urban Meyer back when he was at Ohio State, is you know that you yeah you're a five star pick. Recruit, but you just came in with there's 15. Yeah, there's 25 more. Either four star. Yeah, we were all like, like, hey, I was top 100 on ESPN. I also So was everybody else. I also went with Hidden Rears at 15. Hell yeah. Thank God. Who you got? (laughs) Well, usually I had Henry Ruggs here, but I think Jared Jared Judy fell to him at the 15th. So I'm going to go Jared Judy. Okay. Corbin Sutton, that would be, it gives. Judy falls there. John Elway. And I know they want Judy because there are reports of them wanting to trade up in the draft to go get a Jared Judy. Yeah, I stay stay back. With I would too. Just see what fall if you if you are a team in that that playoff range and you need a receiver, wait till the second round. Like the Broncos could still trade back there. Don't trade up three or four yeah. spots and give up another draft pick when you could get that potential. Okay, all right. Let's go trade up. All right, before we get to the commercial break, let's do one more pick. Yeah. Mostly because I got to pee, but the Atlanta Falcons are on the clock. Let's go, Urban. Yeah, well, this is the one pick that I, I'm not really that proud of here. Oh, but, but the way I have it playing out, this is just the way it had to happen. I got CJ Henderson going here. I, I, I love that. No, I'm just saying, like, I think he should go before that. No, but I, I can see him going 16. Yeah. I actually love yeah. that pick. I'm just saying I think he should go before that, but the Falcons need another corner, and they he they would be lucky to have Yeah, they've addressed there. so much on the offensive end, and they brought in Dante Fowler. Like, I love that pick. Yeah. I'm, they need corner I help. I just think he – No, I get it. Earlier. I like that pick too, but I had them go get uh, Javon Kidlaw, uh, South Carolina. I think – I like that. I mean, playing next to Grady Jarrett, who's one of the best interior defensive mm-hmm. tackles. For me, though, they've got Grady Jarrett. So you don't need that. You need an edge rusher. Yeah, you brought in Dante Fowler, but you need to get after the quarterback, especially in this division now. Yeah, when you've got to go against Breeze twice and Brady, at least Brady for the next two years, Breeze the next year. They're getting their money. Get the most face a little bit. Get the best pass rusher in this class besides Chase Young. You're getting Clavon Chase on for me, who drops here, who is a freak of nature, can bend, is quick off the ball, has a high, high, high ceiling, can be a 13 to 15 a year sack guy for you. Yeah. Well, that's the halfway point in our draft, so we're going to kick it to Anchor here for the Yeah, commercial. let's kick it to Anchor. We'll come back with our last 16 picks, and then we got our segments. Thanks for Anchor to being always one of our sponsors. Let's just get right back into it because we're already like an hour in, and everybody out there listening is probably already pissed off at us. <laughs> let's go. All right. Dallas Cowboys on the clock at 17. Let's start it off, Urban. All right, I, I, I'm going need here. Biggest need to me. Uh, there's a couple people I could go with here, but their biggest need to me is cornerback. And I got them Not going. safety? No, just because of their signings that they've had. So you're thinking because of HaHa? Yeah, because okay. I, I wanted to go with McKinney here, but with, <laughs> with uh, HaHa's signing, I'm going need, and I'm, I got to go Trayvon Diggs. And he, that's high for me. Like, I don't like him that high, but... They need a corner, and he's the best one available at that point, in my opinion. Okay. I mean, I don't I don't hate that. I just think for Trayvon, he's not the next best corner on my board. Yeah, that's But right. I also wouldn't be surprised if they went pass rusher here if, like, Chase on dropped. Yeah. Would you I, be surprised with that? My thing is, if they go pass rusher, they're just they're shitting on they – they've invested too much in pass rushers already for me to go with that. 
Yeah, I saw a couple people though that had them taking clave on it. No, I, I mean, I, I, I get what you're saying, but I just think I that, thought the same thing with Gregory coming back. They just signed Alden yeah, Smith. Yeah, like you're, what are you saying? You right. don't trust either one of them, which I don't know why you would. But I'm going with Xavier McKinney. Uh, they definitely need safety help. I know they got Ha Ha, but I think he's the best safety in the draft and. He is the best safety in the draft. Yeah, and I, it's a weaker safety class. I prefer Kyler Duggar. I think he's my best safety prospect, if anybody doesn't know who he is. He's from Indianapolis, actually. He went to, I want to say Fishers or Hamilton Southeastern, but he played at Eastern Illinois. But he's more of an in-the-box type safety can hit. Um, if you watch his tape, he is the best player on the field week in and week out. But going back to Dallas, for me, it's the biggest position of need. Corner's not it for me. It's still safety. Yes, you signed HaHa. You're going to get one okay year. Can you get a Xavier McKinney that can be the center fielder of your right. defense who can also come in in the slot, can come up and tackle? I haven't wavered on this since our first mock draft. I'm still going Xavier McKinney. Is he that high on my big board? No. I've got him 23rd overall, which isn't bad. I mean, you're still getting the value there. Right. 17 to 23 isn't that big. No, and I'm not. And you, you just need you, that position. But you desperately need this. To me, you need this position. I, I agree that gives them a lot of stability there. I just think they have a bigger need at corner, personally. Yeah, and, I mean, we can move on to, you know, 18, which the Dolphins, they need absolutely everything. So, yeah. let's start it off, Reeves. Let's hear your – I got them getting a Claybon chase on to replace – To replace I mean, what? To well, replace anybody. Well, Cameron Wake, uh, which is the hard sold their defense two years ago. Two years fine. ago, they lost a 36. Okay. Let's, I'm just saying. Urban, what do you got? I got them going, get two of some help up front. Josh Jones, tackle out of Houston. I like that. It's just a little too early for me. I mean, he's the best one still available. And if you, if you have to get a tackle there at 18, then you got to get it, you know? Yeah, I think, what is it, their next pick is 26th overall? Yeah. Yeah. I think you can, pick you, there. You, can, you can address that. And I think you could wait. For me, it's it was the same thing. Do I take you know a Josh Jones there? Do I take an Austin Jackson? But for me, I go who's left on my big board? Shit, Javon Kinlaw still there? Who is a top ten player in this draft? To me, you're getting an elite, elite defensive tackle who has some questionable health issues, but can get after the passer, can clog up the run. He's going to clog up the run no matter what. You look back at that Alabama tape, like I told you guys a couple months ago, he just takes on double teams and just basically pushes them off with his hands. It's it's unreal. Yeah, it was so, hard for me not to plug in Kinlaw there, but... Oh, uh, you still got Kinlaw? Dude, Kinlaw, you got You still have Kinlaw on your board? Or hold the fuck on. <laughs> at 19, we got the Las Vegas Raiders, and I went with Javon Kinlaw. <laughs> He'd be a great Mayock, pickup for the Raiders. Mayock would be just... Answering right. the phone so fast. Right, yeah. He'll be sending what, however they're doing it, Facebook, Messenger, or whatever the It would probably work out better if they just went with Facebook, Messenger, right. put everyone in the group chat on there because their shit's not buggy. But I got him going with Javon Kinlaw at 19, and I think he'd be a hell of a player for the oh, I love that. I love what Mayock – anything Mayock does this year, I'm not going to gonna ask because I get they took – Farrell too high last year, but you know what? He was okay. He wasn't great, but you know their draft last year just holy shit. Yeah, Go ahead. I actually got him a steal here. I have Henry Ruggs following them to the nineteenth. I know they need receivers. Who'd you have them taking at twelve? Uh, they had Isaiah Simmons falling to him. I think they got two steals coming to him. That's just how that would be two though. steals, but 
Jesus Christ, Isaiah Simmons falling to 12, I still can't get over it. And Ruggs falling that far. If anybody fell that far, I'd see it be Ruggs. But I don't see I could, Simmons falling to 12. I could see Ruggs a little bit, but I don't see him Simmons was fall off just needs. He's the top three player in this. Yeah. I'm just saying, it's, I'm basing right now my draft off needs. It'll be changed by Thursday night. But you still see teams see. trade up. Oh, yeah, so but, this yeah. is supposed to be our final when we go Facebook Live on Thursday. Oh, it'll change. Dear God. <laughs> I got Henry Ruggs. They definitely never see Anybody that. want me to see or see me slap Reeves on Thursday night watching the Facebook Live? All right, please, so. please like this if you want that to happen. <laughs> there we go. All right. Well, with the Las Vegas Raiders, I'm going with what Mike Mayock would like to do. And I went back and watched some more tape. I was telling Urban this earlier. Kenneth Murray, Oklahoma. He's a ranging... Linebacker that can play side to side, can cover in pass or in the pass. He can play against tight ends really well, and can also rush the passer. Doesn't miss tackles. He's a sure tackle. He was the best defender on that Oklahoma defense, even though they got torn up. He didn't. He was, but he wasn't out of place in that game no. ever. I think right there they got their linebacker of the future that can command that defense. I know they need corner help, but for me, it's a little too early to take that next corner. So I got them taking Kenneth Murray. Just like we're gonna roll into the the Jaguars, you know they don't they have uncertainty at twenty. They have uncertainty at at linebacker. I know you got Miles Jack, but they signed Schober too. Oh shit! Yeah, <laughs> yeah I, I fucked up here. Then I, I don't hate it though, but I got them taking Patrick Queen, who is can also rush the, and you can also force him. He can play in that nickels. That nickel slot. Yeah, he could be an outside linebacker. There's no no one saying that he. He is play so outside. fast that we saw him against Clemson. He is. Yeah. He was the best player outside of Joe Burrow in that entire national if playoff. You had him, Jack, and Schober as your linebackers. God. You'd be just. Fine. That'd be up there with. Scott, I'm still going Patrick Queen because Patrick yeah. Queen I think is a little underrated. I have him personally higher on my board than Same. Kenneth Murray. Same. I just think Kenneth Murray is more what. Mayock loves, yeah. and that's nothing right. against Murray. I just I, I have Patrick Queen there right. at twenty. Who you got? I actually I had them going defense with their first pick, so I'm going to switch to offense. They need receiver help. By God, they do. Who they have a receiver? Yeah, they just cut Marquise Lee. Okay, so an injured, but they got Shark. Yeah, and they got D. Westbrook. Yeah, I'm going to have yeah, DD's not bad either. Yeah. DD's better in the slot though. I think. Yeah, but he's just, yeah, I but I think they Justin Jefferson to give Minshew some help. Oh yeah, I mean I'm all. I wouldn't hate that. <laughs> I went with Clavon Chase on since they're since they're looking to trade in Gawkway. Perfect. And put Love him it. put him on the other side of Jared Allen and revamp that pass rush to being one of the better ones in the league. All right. All right. The Philadelphia Eagles are on the clock. Twenty one. Twenty one. Who you got? I have them selecting the safety grant out of LSU, Grant Delpit. Not going in the first round. Let's go, Urban. I went. I went with T. Higgins here. Um, Not more than the first here, round. Here's why I went with T. Higgins, though, because I like Justin Jefferson, but on almost half the catches, he has like 300, barely 300 less yards than Justin but Jefferson. But you can't say that because and he played five, in the ACC, which had – okay. Yeah, well, I mean, yeah. he has 59 catches to 111, and he's got 13 touchdowns. I mean – just watch, just watch him in the playoff games when he was playing the really good teams, and he did yeah. pretty well. But he doesn't get enough separation. I, I get that. Just Higgins isn't going in the first round. If he does, it's later than that. And I'm sorry, Reeves. but we don't know right now. It, you know, I think you, you just lost your heart and soul of your defense right there with the Eagles. I think Delpit, no way. 
if it's a first round team, Belichick's going to take it. He gave up last year. Two years ago, when Greedy Williams was supposed to be a top 10 corner, I went to the LSU Mississippi State game. Delpit was the best player on that field. Delpit was not the best player on the field this year for LSU. He wasn't. Patrick Queen looked better. Clavon Chason looked better. Um, their freshman cornerback, who was an All American. Um, oh, yeah. I know yeah. Was way better. It just he wasn't the best. Even in the secondary, he wasn't the best player. So for me, Doug Peterson needs a receiver. We know that. We've talked about that time and time again. I've got Justin Jefferson, who can play in the slot, plays really well outside, has a great catch radius. I love T. Higgins, who T. Higgins can is probably has the best catch radius in this draft. But Jefferson can create space better than almost anyone in this class, probably besides C.D. Lamb, and can make people miss more. And I just think with what Peterson wants to do, he doesn't want to just have that isolated receiver because he's tried that. He's tried that with J.J. Arcea Whiteside, who couldn't see the field. Yeah, he's... He's tried that with Alshon Jeffrey, who can't stay healthy. He probably wants a plug-and-play receiver that he can put in multiple positions all over this Offense, and so I got them going Justin Jefferson. I don't hate that. At 22, we got the Minnesota Vikings, and I'm going with Justin Jefferson. They need receiver help. They just traded away their number one wide receiver, and they're going to need to fill those shoes. So I'm going with Justin Jefferson there, and I he'd fit in great in that offense. If he falls up for it, definitely. I got them going with Christian Fulton. The cornerback out of LSU, uh, they lost Xavier Rhodes. Kind of funny because Fulton got destroyed by T. Higgins in the playoffs. <laughs> but I think they go with Fulton here. They definitely need corner help. All right, that's fine. All right, so now we're going to go into probably these late first rounds that are intriguing. We're starting to get into trade backs. The New England Patriots. Yeah, you I got th- the Vikings. You didn't yeah, say that. Yeah, I thought we were did. All right, so 22. This was a little hard for me just from the fact that – they released or they traded Stephon Diggs. Their cornerback help was terrible in the playoffs, even though they still won that game against the Saints at New Orleans. I still think they need corner help. I'm not they sold do. on this. Literally, to me, after Henderson and Okuda, this drops. My number three receiver or corner that I'm going with is Gladney. They got a physical corner who's a little afraid to tackle but can play. In the red zone, he's not afraid to pass, break up. He had a great year um, two years ago. Came into this year hurt. So I got them taking Jeff Gladney out of TCU, which a lot of people aren't talking about, but I really love his tape. Yeah, I don't I don't hate that. Go with who you got for 23, Nick? All right, so the Patriots. Man, this – so many different – I could see them so taking – So many avenues that could go over here. I could see them taking an Epinesa who had a terrible combine. The tapes there at times um, disappears just like Del Pitt. But for me, it's the next best edge rusher here because I don't think they're going to go quarterback. I really think they're going to roll with Stedman. Is Gross Matos, who can play against the run, and you can plug him in. You can even play him in the three technique if you really want to. You can stand him up and play him down. So I got the Penn State edge rusher right here. I went with Kenneth Murray, linebacker out of Oklahoma. I think he would be a great guy. Especially with losing Van Noy. I love and, that pick. And great guy to send into that locker room. And you lost Jamie Collins and Van Noy. I love that pick there. Yeah. I got to go with Kenneth Murray, Kenneth Murray as well. I I agree with you 100%. So. Urban, I really agree with you. All right. Um, <laughs> I'm kidding. He said all I need to say. At 24, who'd you go with? The Saints. Patrick Reeves. Queen, the linebacker. 
I think they definitely need linebacker help. Though. That'll help with Demario Davis. I don't know what the fuck's going on, but uh, we're two for two here. Reeves, I don't like this. Uh, I got Patrick Queen going to the Saints as well. All right, hear me out. A lot of people are going to be weird about this. I got them going Jordan Love. I know that Taysom Hill has reportedly said he doesn't want to sign this restricted tender, the tender uh, contract. Can't blame him. But he's got a year left. Jordan Love has all the potential in the world. And I'm sorry. If he's there, Sean Payton would be dumb not to take him to sit him. If he's there, though, I I would think the Patriots would get him. Now, I think I don't see Belichick taking a risk on him. I know the Saints have interviewed him. They've watched his video and stuff. The 17 interceptions, you got to think, he had eight new starters and on that offense and all new coaching staff. That turned out to not be that great of a coaching staff. And we can – right now, you can't argue. Peyton knows how to coach. And if you can learn from one of the greatest, the top five – one of the top five quarterbacks in NFL history and Drew Brees, I love Jordan Love here. So that's who I went with. Yep. And uh... – at 25, we got the Vikings with their second first-round pick here. I went with Christian Fulton, cornerback out of LSU. They need cornerback help. And I th- it's it's a crapshoot kind of for me with these lower corners. Right. Um, I think he'd be their best bet. I went with Denzel Benz, wide receiver out of Baylor. They did. Son of a bitch. <laughs> I think you just looked at our drafts and just Did not. put people I just on there. Did not. That we picked, he just alternated who he was copying. <laughs> I, they got a guy that <laughs> plays Stephon Diggs, and I think Denzel Mills will be. That'd be a great pick for him. Yeah. I, and I wanted to go corner again. I love Christian Fulton right there, but the, I already went with corner at 22. I could see them trading back here. But they need a, a receiver to take the top off the offense, right? That's yeah. what Stephon Diggs. You got a Thielen that can work the middle and do everything else. Denzel Mim is fast at 6'4", can catch, had some drop issues, but that would be the best fit plug-and-play right now because you're you're shooting for the playoffs for them next year. Yeah. So I went Denzel Mims. Now we got the Miami Dolphins on the clock again with their third draft pick of the first round at 26. I went Josh Jones, who you talked about earlier. We'd get 18, that. Yeah. For me, he's still there. Can he be that left tackle you want? Maybe at worst, you know, plug him on the right side and at guard. But he's got the potential. I think he's got a high ceiling, a really low floor, though, which is a little worry- right. worrisome. But you've got to protect Tua here for me. So you got to protect him. So Josh Jones is who I went with. I went with offensive line help. I went with Isaiah Wilson. They definitely got to protect their future. And Herbert or whoever quarterback they so do draft. Protecting, I mean, I get that. That's a left handed. Or who did you didn't have, you had them taking Herbert? So yeah, you had a right-handed quarterback with a right tackle. Okay. Well, they need help everywhere. I went. I went with <laughs> Dolphins taking Xavier McKinney here. Ooh. Um, oh shit. Just uh, he's dropping a little like bit, but I like that. Yeah, I just I think <laughs> other people had some bigger needs. The shot so. they released, so yeah. So yeah, I'm I'm taking and they traded away. Uh, 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 Fitzpatrick. No, Fitz, uh, or Minka Fitzpatrick. Yeah, yeah sorry. Uh, Bring in Xavier McKinney gets your safety of the future. Love it. At 27, we got the Seattle Seahawks. And it's another team. They they got a lot of needs on that defense. This, this used to be one of the better defenses in the league. They've really went towards more of an offensive team. 
of being really came into being Russell Wilson's team. I was gonna say because they so, didn't have many receivers, so. right? But I'm, I'm just saying they were yeah. leaning all on yeah. Russell at this point, which I I got him taking Grant Delpit here at safety. Yeah. I, he's he's it's a little bit of a reach for him, but they need safety help. I could see him going corner if I had one of my better corners here. I would probably have them take them, but I'm going with Delpit here on the potential really. I had um I don't know what the clowny situation. I think they're gonna play in B right now. I know they're still not ruling it out, but I had them selecting Yeter Gross Tomatoes. Yeter Gross Tomatoes. Yeah, I like that. Um they're gonna have to address the pass rushing situation. Even if they got clowny, that doesn't solve it. Can we all agree on that? Yeah. Zeke Anza didn't work last year. Mm-hmm. They need pass rushing help. Zach Bond is underrated completely. Yeah. You know he's a former quarterback. Yeah. He was a recruit at Wisconsin as a quarterback. You know he failed a drug test too, right? Late first round. People had him going higher. I think he can get out of the quarterback. In his system, Zach Bond, for me, Seattle, Baltimore, New England. I going to see great going systems. in that late yeah. first round, early second. He's going sure. right yeah. here. Seattle gets a pass rusher that they can bring in in a pass rushing situation. You're not asking him to play every down, which he can. But Zach Bond right here for me, you're going to get that pass rushing help. You, you sign um, uh, Javion J- Clowney, that's fine. But you still got some help there. All right. Baltimore Ravens on the clock here. They've got, they've got some issues. They have needs at receiver. You need a linebacker. Guard you, now. Guard and edge rusher. I went with guard here. Ezra Cleveland, a very strong interior lineman that can start day one. He put up almost 35 bench reps, 34 bench reps at the combine. He has some injury history, but when he's played, he is just a physical freak in the middle that can just move people, and we know this team wants to run the ball. So I'm with Ezra Cleveland out of Boise State. I went with Cesar Ruiz here out of Michigan. Okay. Center, he can play guard, though. He can't come in in day one. I I considered Ruiz, but – I'm, I like Cleveland, too, but you said the injury history. That's kind of what threw me him out of the first round for me. But what? I went the same thing. Oh, you went the same Motherfucker. I'm not liking this. All right. Look at my fucking shit, dude. All right. The Tennessee Titans are on the clock at 29. Reeves, start us off. I got – they need to uh, fill the role of Logan Ryan at corner, so I went Jeff Gladney, the cornerback at TCU. I don't mind that at all. I went with – Yetier Grossmatos, defensive end out of Penn State for the Titans. He's gone for me, so I know they need pass rush. I know they signed a one-year flyer on Vic Beasley. Yeah. That's not it. Harold Landry's getting a little better at rushing the passer. Was he worth that top 10? Was he top 10 or 15 pick Um, out of Boston College? A.J. Epineza, I'm not sold on him because of his combine. You throw on the tape, he turns it on late. You're going to give him a defensive-minded coach in Vrabel. I think he can be a very strong, strong pass rusher. He's strong, attacks the point really well, could use a couple different moves, but I got them taking A.J. Epinesa out of Iowa. All right, this is where it starts getting really interesting because I think these next three teams are going to trade out. Right. So we got the Green Bay Packers. I think especially if the Green Bay Packers are right here, and you've got their top receivers gone. Like if Denzel Mims is gone here, you're. I think they trade out because they need a receiver opposite of mm-hmm. uh, Devontae Adams that takes the top off. You don't need an Ayuk 
in the first round or Chanel or anybody like that yeah. that can work under the middle because you have Devontae Adams. But for me, in this case, since we're not doing the trades, I got Isaiah Wilson here. You're going to get that right tackle that you need. You lost your tackle to the Chargers in the offseason with um, Beluga. Yeah. Belaga. Yeah. Sorry. I don't know why I say Beluga. Like I'm thinking like a whale. But <laughs> close side. Isaiah Wilson will come in right away and start on the right side and protect not only Aaron Rodgers, but LaFleur wants to run the ball. So that's exactly what they want. Well, I liked what you said earlier that if someone like Denzel Mims isn't here, that they'll trade down. But I got Denzel Mims being here. If he's I there, got, I got him taking him here at 30. I just, that's the way I got it playing out. All right. I would. With the defensive line here, Neville Gilmore out of Oklahoma. Way, way reach. He's not even the third best defensive tackle. I think they need some help up front to stop the run. So, that's what I'm saying. All right, 31, we got the San Francisco 49ers. And I went with giving them a little bit of cornerback help here. I got them taking Jeff Gladney, cornerback out of TCU. All right, Reese, who you got? I went with uh, cornerback help as well. I got Jalen Johnson out of Utah. I don't mind Johnson. Um, I'm going to go with someone you guys have already had going. I think he went a little too early for both of you. He you is not going to. Yeah, him to the yeah, Vikings at 22. I got, I got Christian Fulton here out of LSU. We saw he had, he got eight up in the college football playoffs, but he is still a strong at the point receiver in reco- or corner, recovers quick, can move his hips, um, attacks the top of the catch, but. I just don't think he's worth a top even 20 pick here. Yeah. Um, I know one of you had him in the top 22. 20. I did, but yeah. the Vikings. Yeah, that makes sense because you're an idiot. Um, Why? But I got Christian Fulton here. I still think the 49ers <laughs> trade back here. I know that gives them two corners in the first round, but they, they desperately need corners. Trey Wayne's in. I know they got Richard Shim- or Sherman, but he's not going to be there forever. Wait, you have them getting oh, CJ Henderson and Christian Fulton? Yeah. That's what he said. And I'm the idiot? I think 100% they trade back out of that 31. Oh, well, that, that's an obvious. But, all right, we'll go with 32 here, the Super Bowl champs, the Kansas City Chiefs. Who you got, Reeves? Who you got them taking? Andy Reid doesn't draft running backs. What, LaShawn McCoy is his highest pick? Second-round pick. Or Where's the third-round pick? McCoy was? Right. It don't matter. I, I think that ends. I think they go with J, J.K. Dobbins to add to that high-power offense right there, and I'd love to see what they I went do. running back, but I went a different direction. I went with DeAndre Swift. Swift. Yeah, Reeves threw out that stat because I told him that in person before we did this. <laughs> That's why I said it. <laughs> Andy Reid hasn't taken a quarterback, I think, before the 74th overall pick, so I – I think they trade out here, but if they did have to force a first-round pick, I think they're going to take Noah Igbanye out of Auburn, who is strong at the point. I know he only had three interceptions last year. He's a solid tackler. You can put him on an island, and you can give him help behind him. He's a good corner. He's a very good corner, underrated. So that's who I'm going with, a corner out of Auburn, uh, Noah. Um, Just a strong physical corner and can play in cover three and cover two. So you're getting a player on your defense. You you still need corner there. I know that everybody's going to focus on running back. Their offense is already damn good. I I get they're missing a running back. They they could also go guard or center here too. Yeah, they they really need – I don't hate that corner. Yeah, so that's our our final mock draft. We're going to go live on Thursday with – 
during the draft, and we're going to have our boards up, so we can all make fun of Reeves that night. That's fine. When I'm right, uh, most picks between the both of you, I'll mushroom stamp you both live on Facebook. All right, so I'm 31 years old. I doubt that. Yeah, I'm 31 years old. I've covered the Combine. I've covered the NFL. been paid for this for years. We all know that, especially anybody that knows me and listens to this podcast. Reeves has never beaten me, even since we were 11 and being nerds and watching the draft together. Like, our parents used to have to drive us to hang out, like, you know, 11 years old. Like, you want to do what today? We want to watch the draft. You guys don't want to play outside? No, we want to watch the draft. But uh, it's it's not going to happen. So all we've got left for this podcast is we've got your guys' questions of the week coming up. We've got the would you rather. But let's get into the questions of the week. them questions a week, Travis. You have them questions, then we have them answers. It's time for the questions of the week. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Get that country western feel going. Uh, the question of the week, we got who is the top five quarterbacks in the game right now going in this season? And we had a lot of uh, output from this from the fans, so thank you for that. Yeah, two weeks in a row. Yeah, we, we really appreciate that, guys. Um... What what we did this week again, like we did last week, we took your answers and we tallied them up, who got the highest and all that good stuff. So the number one, obviously, number one top five out of the top five was Patrick Mahomes, and I don't think many people could ever argue that. He's the best quarterback in the game right now. Um, then at number two, we got Lamar Jackson. He got the second most votes, and I, I would – I would differ a little bit there. Yeah, one but, good season, you but can't do that. he is in my top five. But he's uh, But then we got number three. We got Aaron Rodgers. Four. We got Drew Brees. And five. We got Wilson. And three through five were all a tie on votes. So you can we flip just, that any way you want. But we just went ahead and wrote them down. Okay. And we also had some others getting votes. Kyler Murray got a got a vote. Uh, Tom Brady actually got a couple votes. That was a little surprising. Uh, Matt Ryan got a vote, actually two votes. Deshaun Watson only got one vote, wow. which was a little surprising to me. And Carson Wentz got a vote. Who was your top five, Reeves? I'm going to start from uh, five on down. I got Wentz at five. A lot of people got to realize what he did last year. He threw 27 touchdowns and six picks with the banged-up uh, receiving court that he had. I mean – I think going into this year, if he can get some more wide receiver help, you're going to see Philly back in a prime position at least challenge for a Super Bowl contender. For Drew Brees, um, the guy just amazing and out. Three, Aaron Rodgers. Can we just talk about like Brees? He, he wanted the Saints to move on from Brees a couple yeah. weeks ago. Jesus All right, keep going. I'm sorry. Oh, you're good. No, I'm just telling you. Uh, if I you guys my – either way, three, Aaron Rodgers – uh, if you give him a wide receiver help in the draft, I think that he'll be back to what he was a few years ago and putting up numbers to Patrick Mahomes and one Russell Wilson. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Um, at five, I went with Aaron Rodgers. I still think he's up there. I don't, a lot of people might not agree with that because of the past couple of years. But then four, I went with Lamar Jackson. That run pass option he's got, he's he's gonna 
So it doesn't the, worry you that just one year of production scares just, you a little bit? I, I mean, I'm, this is for this year's top five. Okay. So no, I'm, just, I'm not saying for the next five years he's going to be in the top five, but I think I don't think he's going to get injured or anything like that, hopefully. I, I, think I hope not. I think he'll have – I think his touchdown passes will come down a little bit. He won't throw 37, but I think he'll be just as dynamic in the run game. And at three, I went with Deshaun Watson. Two, Russell Wilson, and one, obviously, Patrick Mahomes. You go with Deshaun Watson, losing DeAndre Hopkins. Yeah, because he still has he's still a, a, I mean, Deshaun a plethora Watson. of decent talent around him. Like, he doesn't have a real number one, but he has Brandon Cooks. He has Fuller. If Fuller pl- stays if healthy he, for 16 yeah, games. And if Cooks stays healthy, they're, they're both speedsters. And then you got Kenny Stills. And Randall Cobb, like you got four fucking. If everybody stays healthy I mean, on that he, team, David Johnson. I flirted with him. I flirted with him in my top five between him and Wentz, but he's. I don't. I don't think he's going to take that big of a step back. He just doesn't have that clear cut number yeah. one receiver. Yeah, let's, let's see where I got him. Yeah, yeah. that's yeah. fine. That, let's bring the hate. So, <laughs> mine. <laughs> mine are a little different. Like, yes, it's. Projection the next five years. It's also what you've done the last five years. It's what you've done the last couple years. So number five for me is Carson Wentz. People can hate me all they want. This dude threw 27 touchdowns this year and was hurt and had no receiving core. He, I know people are like, oh, you gave him 136 million. He's worth it when he is on the field. That's what quarterbacks are going for. These that's guys, so. what quarterbacks do. They win you games, especially a top ten quarterback. All right, number four, I got Deshaun Watson because he is dynamic is the face of that franchise. And I know, Reeves, you're like, oh, you lost to Andrew Hopkins. It's not about who you lose. Can you still produce without them? Yes, he can. And he's shown that because he still had, at times when Fuller was hurt last year, he had to throw to basically nobody. They don't have a really good, solid tight end. They don't have tight ends. Watson, I think you said going to the I think, season. I think and I think he's the fourth. I don't think he takes a step back. Number three for me is Russell Wilson. I think he's underrated. He now has DK Metcalf, Tyler Lockett. They're going to get some other receivers for him. You know, they they brought in <laughs> Philip Dorsett. No, but like at worst, Dorsett still runs a four-two-five forty. <laughs> yeah, and can take that top off, and Lockett can stay healthier that way, not trying to take you know the edge off. For number two for me is because of what he's done the last eight to ten years, and that's. Aaron Rodgers, who's been the best, most talented quarterback we've probably ever seen. Funches too, so yeah, him and. But he's also not asked to throw the ball forty times a game. But Rodgers doesn't turn the ball over; he just makes plays. Has he won this? He's only won the Super Bowl once. Okay, that's fine. Every other quarterback I got that I just listed wins one. Has won Super Bowl, but that was Foles. Besides Carson Watson, had Watson's won a playoff game in his career. That's it. Number one, it's unquestionable. It's the MVP from last year or two years ago and would have won it last year if it wasn't for the margin. It's Patrick Mahomes. That dude can make any throw, is the most talented quarterback we eventually were ever going to see. This is unreal. And it's going to go down that the fact that Mahomes and Watson went after Mitch Trubisky. And it's still always going to blow our mind, but that's why the draft is the draft. Mahomes didn't play as big names as like Deshaun Watson, but Deshaun Watson only did in college was win and yeah. made the throws. But that's my top five. And Kyler Murray probably would have been a potential number six for me, but he is a sneaky top five for me next year because this I like dude, that. I agree. 
had one of the greatest rookie seasons we've ever seen. Yeah. And can make every throw this height. We've talked about it before. He can do everything you ask. And you're giving him more and more weapons. And you're going to protect him. Yeah. I love what Kingsbury's going to do with him. Yeah. I don't, I don't, I, 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 yeah, Kyler, he's going to do great things in this league. Well, we're going right. to move on to Nick's favorite segment here. Oh. Would you rather? It's everybody's favorite segment, be honest. I mean, I'm getting hard right now. Oh yeah, it's that time of week again where we throw out two blind stat lines and let you pick the player you would rather start. Would you rather? Alright, so this week's going to be a little different. Um, We got the draft coming on Thursday night, so what I've decided to do is, Josh and Urban, you guys are going to be NFL GMs. You guys are on the clock. We're going to have the same position group, and you guys are going to have to make a pick. So for this first one, you guys got to draft a receiver, all right? You're on the clock. Your team needs a fucking receiver. All right, your first player, he's six foot one, 202 pounds. He ran a 4.43 official time 40. He has a 37.5-inch vertical. He has 24 forced ta- or missed tackles last year. He forced 24. <clears throat> 98% of the time, he lined up in the slot. His contested catch rate when a corner is on him or safety, he caught the ball 93% of the time. Jesus. He has a 91% catch rate. When thrown to? When thrown to. When targeted. He caught, he was, he counted for 21.5% of his team's offense last year. Jesus. Okay. Player two is six foot one and five eighths, 198 pounds, ran a four five one forty. He also had a nine and a half quarter inch hands, which is pretty fucking big for a receiver, right? We're gonna, or he had a 34 and a half inch vertical, caught 60% of his passes when he was targeted last year. Um, 51% of his yards last year came yards after catch. So he, he can move, right? He had 26 forced missed tackles last year and accounted for 24.7 percent of his team's offense. I mean, go ahead. This is you two talking now. Be CD Lamb. All right. Be a CD Lamb. All right. I'm going with A. Is A Judy then? No. Hmm. I'm going to go CD Lamb. Gay's probably Rugs. No, it's not Rugs either. No, Rugs is shorter. Yeah. Rugs is shorter than Rugs is five eleven. A is Justin Jefferson. Oh. I mean, I went back and watched his tape again. That's that why man, I pulled man, him up. This dude, get, and he caught up. I really, he ran in the slot because you have Jamar Chase, who is going to probably right. be the number one receiver taken next sure. year. Let's let's be honest with that. It's either him or uh, what's his name out of Alabama. Um, yeah, that was the number third. But Jefferson can do everything. Is physical enough? But this dude just catches everything. And the reason why he lined up in the slot is because when Burrow got into trouble quick, he was audible to run just a quick slant. But Lamb, if you go back and watch, like was literally that entire offense yeah. Oh, yeah. for receivers, but would just make people miss and outrun them. Yeah, that 4 I mean, or 5 one's a little deceptive, but that's why I wanted to give you guys that perspective. Yeah, I mean, you guys... I, but Jefferson also had the better quarterback throwing to him. I'm not I mean, taking anything don't away from him, but I'm just saying. Jefferson played against better defenses, though, than yeah. in the Big 12. Yeah, like, true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love Lamb, but I just... Jefferson, I think, isn't getting enough love. Because Rugs, 
And rugs. It's because of Chase. I mean, I get that, but you also had rugs and Judy, which Judy doesn't get enough love, which makes sense. I think rugs isn't getting as much look as he should because Actually, he was he the third go. best receiver on the team last year. But he's still a damn good no, receiver. No, I know, but yeah. just. But he ran out of the first world. overall receiver taken off the board. Yeah, I he, doubt that. Yeah, the I, Jets love him more than anybody. I don't think it should be. But no, I, I still think it should be Lamb or Judy. But, uh, yeah, I agree, one. but. Let's get to the second one. All right, you guys got to take a running back now. All right, your first running back. He's five foot eight, two hundred twelve pounds. Ran a four four eight forty. Averaged six point four yards per carry last year. His catch rate out of the backfield was eighty percent. He counted for twenty five percent percent of the team's office offense and met and forced forty missed tackles last year. Player two's five foot ten, two hundred nine. So you guys can say they're pretty much the same size. I mean, a couple pounds. Yeah. He ran a 4-4-1, 40, averaged 6.7 yards per carry, caught 73% of his target shares out of the backfield, counted for 30% of his team's offense, and had 52 missed tackles. Speed. Yeah, I'm going I like three. a bigger size running back all day. Okay. So who's your number one, one running back on your big board? Swift. Okay, that's player A. He's B. He's my number one, Dobbins. Dead. I thought Dobbins was shorter. Now, you know what's a little – Screwed up is the number one player in the country last year forced 76 missed tackles. Yeah. Jonathan Taylor. I like him. Yeah, he just can't handle the ball. I just think Dobbins is a little quicker and can do a little more. And there's nothing against Swift, but Swift's also shared the and backfield. Taylor ran faster than both of them. Yeah. Well, Dobbins didn't run, by the way, anybody out there that's going to kind of. Uh, Dobbins didn't run at the combine. This was his last unofficial 40 right. time at Ohio State. He ran a 444 official time in high school. It took me a while. I tried finding their three cone. They didn't want to do everything. But I, I don't mind Swift, and I get he shared the backfield with so many great running backs. Right. I mean, we've seen what Georgia's produced. It's just I like Dobbins a little better. And Swift, for me, goes to number three because I've got Edwards Hilaire ahead of him because you don't put that premium on running backs anymore, and Edwards Hilaire can catch a little better out of the backfield. All right. So player number three, you guys got to take an offensive lineman. All right? I got three of them this time. It's a little different. Player A is six foot six, three hundred nineteen pounds, thirty three and seven eighth inch arms. And so arms, you guys know, comes from the top of the shoulder all the way down to your fingertips, which can matter. Um, he ran a five two seven forty at twenty four uh, reps on at the combine, hundred three uh, overall burst score. Which burst score I found on a website called Dra- or Profile Drafters. They take your three cone. They take your forty all your agility, and they rank it out of 150. So he got 103 on it, which for an offensive lineman is good. He ran a 7.393 cone. Player B is 6'5", 315 pounds. He's got 36 and 1 8 inch arms, ran a 5.2240, 21 bench uh, reps on the bench, 106.4 burst score, and had a 7.583 cone. Player C is 6'5", 322 pounds, 34 and 1 8 inch arms, 507 on the 40, so he's quick on long term, 27 uh, bench reps at the combine, 110.2 burst score, and ran a 7.93 cone. Now, I will tell you with those burst scores, player C was in the 85th percentile compared to player A, who was in the 75th, but that's just percentile on burst. On burst, which is quickness. I mean, that's why I gave you guys three cone and 40. Yeah. So that's why, like I was saying, player C is 5.07 in the 40, 
But would you rather have a faster 40 or would you rather have a faster 3 cone? I'm taking C. Okay. Yeah, I was going with C. So you guys are taking Josh Jones. Oh, uh, fuck. Over, over. Player B is Isaiah Wilson. Yeah, I'll take Josh Jones over. Player C is Austin Jackson. So we're looking at late yeah, first round. Yeah, Josh yeah, Jones over both of them. Because he's hiring my big board. Yeah, I mean, that works out. I'm, I'm interested to see what Jackson turns into. If you can work his footwork, if he would have went back. Getting him away from the UFC. Or the USC. USC. If you would have got him to go back, he would have probably been the number one tackle on everybody's big board going yeah. into the next year. A top five pick. But you you worry, and I worry too, because big-footed uh, offensive linemen from USC haven't paid out. I mean, Khalil was a bust. I mean, Matt Khalil, garbage. Out of Vikings, what, third overall in 2012? Just yeah, never paid And then, no, that's Ryan Khalil. Center. Offensive tackle then. Yeah, Matt. Yeah, and so that's it's just he's got to work on his footwork. Yeah, uh, Ryan was the same pro. Yeah, all pro. Yeah. One of the great, <laughs> just went to the Jets this last year too. What the fuck? Yeah, I, I guess I should have said like a late first round, yeah. early second round tackle there. All right, but I like just, I said, I would pick C there, but I, I'm interested a lot in Jackson. I I love his tape, and he just happens. he gets lost too quick. Yeah. but I love Josh Jones because. Yeah, he didn't go to a big name school, but he's got all the potential in the world to be a starting left tackle. I'm honestly. with that. I'm with that. So, all right. Well, that was my version. I hope you guys like that better than the last few weeks. That's you guys picking the player to draft. But Jefferson was a little interesting to me. I like that one. Right let's on. uh, let's do what we do every week, boys, and pack up in that six pack. Right on. This is the six pack of the week. All right, with the first question, what running back has the most 200-yard rush games in a season? In the entire season. In one season. Was it a 16-game season or 14-game season then? I think it might have been a 14. It was right around the time where they switched, so I'm not sure. I just know the number that he had. O.J. Simpson? It's uh, Earl Campbell. Okay. He had four in Houston one year. Yeah, in 1970, he had four, so it probably was a 14-game season. It was a 14-game season, bud. All right, so what player holds the record for most consecutive years leading the league in rushing? Was it three years or how many years was it he led? I, dude, I don't know. I, I just have the name here. It was who? Yeah. <laughs> you can't even give me a What player holds the record for the most consecutive years leading the league in rushing? Jim Brown? Yeah. What running back holds the record for the most carries in a season? Oh, shit. Most carries in a season, so. Probably a quarter a running back that ran for over 2,000 yards, but we're close. It was just a fucking workhorse. And. Jamal Lewis or uh, no no I'm just hold on Jamal you got Jamal Lewis who ran for two thousand yards who was two hundred and fifty fucking pounds right OJ I'm gonna go with Eric Dickerson though just because the Colts would hang a ball close off. it's close but it's Larry Johnson oh with the Chiefs, Chiefs yeah Herb Edwards old in two thousand running back uh, he had four hundred sixteen carries okay last season. Uh, what running back holds the record for the most consecutive 1,000-yard seasons? 
Man. See, that's tough because Barry did it for 10 straight years. But I know Emmett broke that record. But I don't think he was the original one. Jim Brown retired too early. Yeah, he only played 10 years. Yeah. Earl Campbell, no. Man, fuck, man. Was it OJ? It's Emmett. Is it Emmett? It's Emmett. So I had it right the first time. Yeah. Yeah. Damn. All right. So I said it when Emmett broke the record. What running back has the most rushing attempts in a game? In a game? Man, it had to have been over 40 attempts. Correct. All right. So over 40 attempts, could you get, was it at least within the last 20 years? Or was it past no. that? No. I think it might have been the year you were born. Jesus fucking Christ. John Riggins. Jamie Morris. He had no idea who the yeah. hell that is. He had 46 carries in a game. Congrats, man. Uh, what running back has the most 200-yard rushing games in their career? In their career, eliminate Corey Dillon, who I would think Barry's not. Barry Sanders, no. I'm going to go with Barry because I, I really can't think. It, if you would have sat there and thought about it for a minute, I uh, think you could have got it's it. It's not Emmett. It's not Adrian Peterson. It's not Priest Holmes. All right, I'm going to tell you. It's, LT? It's OJ. Is it OJ? Six. Okay. So, well... Yeah. Yeah, fuck then, you. The next time you hear us on this podcast, we'll have a lot to talk about. The draft will be over with. We'll be able to – the rest of the free agents that are available will really be able to see probably where they're going to go for the most right. part. And we'll really be able to shape our opinions on these teams going forward. Yeah, so next week we'll probably give our top five winners and losers from the NFL draft. That will be teams um, – Biggest surprise I figured we'd do. And we'll do a few other things, but everything next week will probably be a draft recap. And from there, we'll start going into our rankings and everything else. But stay safe again this week. I know most states have a couple weeks left. Countries are starting to look at everything. But for the most part, just stay safe. And we hope to see y'all next week. Happy birthday, Jacob Pearl.